Sukarma podcast. I'm joined here today by Noah Amin, who is Information Security Awareness Manager at TalkTalk. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Paul. Uh, It's a pleasure to join you in this podcast. Um, Yeah, let's start. Let's start. Yeah. Okay. So first question, really easy. Um, Just tell me about your job and what you do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Information Security Awareness Manager, and I love this job, actually. Uh, It's uh, about how to deliver the key message of uh, security policy and business objectives in terms of cybersecurity and building security culture program uh, amongst uh, colleagues um, in a very, you know, uh, basic language or the day-to-day language so they can digest the security concepts and uh, uh, security requirements from starting from GDPR requirements or ISO 27001 standards and all of these technical stuff uh, into um, uh, a very, you know, uh, kind and uh, very easy language to them. This is what I'm doing currently. I'm liaising, of course, with uh, everyone in the business, uh, starting from uh, reporting to the board and uh, CSO and uh, liaising with other teams, uh, SOC departments, uh, either in tech uh, departments uh, like uh, SOC team, uh, vulnerability management team, you know, uh, network um, architecture and those technical stuff, and also uh, internal comms, uh, external comms, and uh, facility management for safety and health for our activities, and also all of the business uh, units. Actually, this is an interesting role because, you know, uh, we are heating up, actually, the human firewall for our business. You're you're busy then, really, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's everything. Yeah. It's also, you know, uh, it's not about uh, how you give the key messages, like creativity of uh, let our uh, colleagues digest the concept itself. Someone of the, uh, someone like, you know, the funny stuff, someone like uh, the to-do list stuff or something like that. So you have to cope with all the mentalities, with all the cultures, especially here in the Europe or in my uh, place to, uh, of work. This is a very diverse uh, environment. So from all around the world, uh, from uh, different languages, different perspectives, different mentality, uh, technical guys, different than business guys and so on. So yeah, it's quite interesting. So you've got to take everyone's what I would call learning styles into yeah. account as well. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, so let's break it down then. What are the key problems with communicating cybersecurity to non-technical staff? Yeah, actually, this is a, a quite uh, uh, big problem, actually, uh, is how to translate uh, the technical stuff to the business users. Why? Because business business is thinking about business, which means like you spend something and this is a revenue for the business. OK, so about security is nothing to do with them. But what, the key message that we want them uh, to digest and know is um, uh, security is protecting 
what you are doing. It's not, uh, it's like unconsciously, this is what you are doing. For example, if you go every uh, every morning uh, to your work, so you pick your keys of the car as automatically you, you pick the keys and go to the car and things like that. So this is unconscious things. Uh, so uh, so as the cybersecurity concepts, this is what we are aim to do with our colleagues is like unconsciously they are doing their day-to-day business things securely. Uh, so yeah, this is how we are working with them. So this is, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a lot more about instilling a, a security culture inside an organization. Yes. Rather than here is a list of things yes, that you are required exactly. to do. Exactly. And you know, Paul, also there there is a front of industries. So uh, us as information security uh, awareness professionals or uh, security uh, experts, uh, we have to know well where is the landscape and what is the threats, what is the risks, and how we talk to the industry. You know, uh, something is uh, related to telecom is different than the financial, is different than uh, whatever small business, uh, medium business, or large business, or things like that. So we have us first to understand and digest where is the threat mapping, what is the landscape that we are talking about in terms of industry, then we create the key message and then we create the channel uh, and uh, what is the way, how so we can becomes, talk to them. It becomes appropriate for yes. the employees exactly. rather than out of context. Exactly. So you said as a cybersecurity awareness professional, and that, that begs a question, is this a relatively young profession? Because I would think that maybe three, four, five, six, seven years ago, those kind of roles didn't exist. Exactly. You are right. Yeah. I think uh, this role uh, becomes more, uh, you know, uh, insight uh, or have a global attention now uh, based on the regulation, the new regulation and standards. So a few years back, uh, no one cared about, you know, compliance with ISO 27001, for example, unless it's like forced uh, to the industries to prove that, especially for the service provider, to prove that we are secure, guys. So we are delivering this service to you in secure way. So this gain trust, which means revenue to the business. And also, uh, if we are talking about GDPR, for example, so it's just launched or enforced now in uh, this year, May. Uh, so uh, before that, maybe two years back, no one heard about uh, GDPR or no one cared about it unless they are forced to do it. So now the roles becomes why? To create the security culture. It's not a matter of uh, standards or regulation to have a to-do list. Yes, tick the box, we have DPR. Oh, take the box that we do patch management, take the box that we are this kind of whatever uh, job description, job roles. No, but, um, you know, if internal audit or external audit just pass through the, the floor or something and ask uh, one of the employees, just general information, uh, do you know what is the data classification categories, for example, that your uh, business is doing? And then they say, thinking, oh, no, I'm not sure. So this is a, a true failure of the security culture program, you know. But unconsciously, if they said, yes, uh, do you know where to go if you have suspicious, uh, you know, incident or something or you find something is not, you know, uh, giving you some doubt. So, yes, I know. I will talk to the security team or SOC team or whatever. So, yes, this is a, a, a great, you know, mark for us as security awareness um, as a success. Oh, I guess, I mean, it's a very hard question, isn't it? How do we measure how effective oh. a security awareness <laughs> program is? Yeah. So, what, what are the this metrics? This is a real pain, yeah. actually, Paul, because there, there is nothing, you know, like a 
um, a check mark or a, a sheet to evaluate whether uh, they are uh, they are security you know uh, aware or there is a, a strong culture but there are some counter measurement that you, we can consider it like uh, uh, if they are security aware the incidents uh, the incidents that being reported is uh, highly increasing for example uh, if the internal audit or external audit which one of the fields or one of the asks uh, or one of the questions that they are going to check with the normal employees and ask them and they for example, answer 70 or 80% about the, uh, and they are sure about the, the security concepts, so this is a success, you know. Uh, if we are compliant or passing the ISO 27001 or GDPR uh, regulation or standard, uh, um, you know, uh, audit or something, so this is a mark for us of success. But we cannot say, like, this is a 100, you know, measurement for us, but it's like, you know, uh, some insights. So we can, so there's three areas then, aren't there? There's, there's certain Yeah. ISO standards, things like that. Yeah. There's lack of incidents or, you know, that's a metric where things drop off. We can see it's been successful because the amount of problems we have are now fewer. Yeah. And then I think you were kind of suggesting that we can almost randomly sample and question employees and get some kind of quantitative measurement of how effective that has been. Yes. And, you know, Paul, one of the uh, major things also is to collect feedback from colleagues. So, for example, in my role, we are open security surgeries for everyone on a monthly basis, for example, uh, to hear from our colleagues uh, what is the pain points, what is the doubt, or if there is any question or something. Uh, plus, we open like uh, something like open talks, uh, digital open talks uh, or discussions, uh, discussion boards or something. So we collect feedback from others. Uh, also, as as far as they know already where to go to ask, yeah, I received on daily basis lots of emails and lots of Skype chats. It's like, Noah, I found this. How can I do this? Noah, I think I'm this. I do this wrong, but I don't know what to do. So can you guide me and so on? So this is a, a good mark for me that they are starting to be, you know, uh, security aware and vigilant so for everything. coming back with their own issues. Yes. And they feel comfortable talking to you about it. Yes. That's one of the things that always worries me about... Um, sort of the old style of security awareness where you get the training on the first day and then never (laughs) ever do it ever again. Yes. Um, yes. And, you know, sometimes if there's a blame culture in an organisation... This is exactly what I want to say. encourages people not to report things. Yes. That that becomes dangerous. Yes. This is exactly what I want to to say is like uh, uh, ignore the blaming concept, okay? It's it's not my part of the ship. It's all our ship, you know? So we have to success as one company. We We have to success as one, you know, team. So at the end, help me, I will help you. It's not, oh, you did this wrong. Then he will keep silent and will not report anything. Not report the second time. Yes. Our success as security team is report reporting from end users, you know. That's fascinating. How did you get into this? Because if it's a young profession... Oh, this is a very long journey, actually. Uh, Now I'm uh, more than 18 years of experience in the field. Uh, I remember younger me uh, when I go for engineering uh, field. uh, This was because uh, my father encouraged me to go for engineering field. And then um, I go for computer engineering. And then when I graduated, I never heard about security management. Then uh, this is a new terminology for me. And it was my luck, actually. Actually, to go for um, uh, one of the big companies, a service provider about security, and then I started to learn. And then I found that 
all the security professional then uh, is like men and then uh, they they underestimate women <laughs> they don't want us to be with them and then they say no no you are women you are women you cannot work with us then uh, i realized that i have to invest in myself and knowledge because yeah i have skill uh, shortage of course and i have knowledge shortage i'm just graduated you know so i go and search for the professional certificates what is for security and things and i really was lucky for my career path because i moved from one job to another uh, in a successful way and uh, you know what is the secret is hard work and determination if you have the enthusiasm and you believe in yourself you will reach yes you can, you can't demand respect Respect is a thing that you earn. Yeah, yeah. You know that, uh, of course, as women, we have some struggles. We have uh, lots of people who don't believe on us. But whenever you are working hard and you uh, believe in yourself and you prove your point and you prove your hard work, then they will believe on you. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to do yeah. that. That's that, That's the problem. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we, I wanted to talk to you about diversity and, and you brought it up. So t- tell me more. What, what are the challenges? Let's, uh, let's talk about gender. First yeah. of all, what yeah. are the challenges of, of being a, a woman in cybersecurity? Yeah, actually, what advice could you give? Because we, we do a yeah. lot of work with universities, and yeah. and, I, and you're right, nine times out of ten it's men. But I always like to see it when there's when there's women in there as well, and I always yeah. go out my way to encourage them. Yeah. So, what advice would you give to somebody, you know, a girl who is in her twenties, about to finish her computing degree? wants to go into yeah. cybersecurity? What, what could you tell her from your experience? Yeah. Actually, those uh, age of uh, girls, they are thinking about, okay, like me, younger me, when I was thinking about security or network field or technical field, is like 24 by 7, and then I have to go everywhere and travel a lot, and oh my God, this is not for a girl. I cannot, I cannot do it. Or even there is some family restrictions, of course, about that. So uh, if, if, if someone that time uh, tells me that uh, cybersecurity is exactly like technology. You know, there is lots of field. There is, uh, like the technology, there is a developer or there is, you know, a network guy or there is a governance guy or something like that. They will explain to me that security, it doesn't mean only technical field uh, unless there is some really good examples of girls that they are passionate about technical stuff. But yeah, there is governance stuff. There is, you know, auditing. There is um, uh, technical or whatever fields they are. So then they will start to think, okay, so this will enhance my career, this will enhance my knowledge, uh, and also this is my reputation, you know, this will create for me uh, uh, new chances and, uh, of course, you you know, uh, good companies to join, earning, you know, uh, good earning uh, and things like that. So... Yeah, they will they will find struggles, of course, starting from the family, starting from enthusiasm or, you know, creating the ability to them or something, but they need guidance. They need mentor. And there is something good here I can compare with uh, since I'm, I came from the Middle East to here in Europe. Uh, I see the companies is encouraged to, you know, to encourage the girls or women to join the technology through different things, which is which is, is a lack in the Middle East, um, uh, working for from home, you know, a flexible hours. This is a very fantastic, uh, you know, uh, um, opportunity for girls. So yes, I have kids. Uh, I cannot manage my time properly. Sometimes, yes, I have to work from home because my child is ill or something like that. Safety first, my kids has priority. So what to do? Uh, yeah, the, so it, it's like a win-win situation from the organization. They have to be aware that there is really good talents and calibers is out there in the market 
but they cannot join because these restrictions, so they can facilitate some of stuff, training, uh, and uh, skill gap, uh, uh, the shortage on skill gaps, they can fill this by training or whatever, and also uh, working, uh, flexible working, uh, and working from home facility, and uh, uh, lots of this stuff. And uh, girls should know that, yes, they can do it. They can believe on themselves. How? They can see, um, you know, I'm part of uh, Manchester Digital, uh, which uh, gave me the, you know, the title of uh, digital hair as a role model. When I go for the girls, they are giving me the slogan, if she can see it, she can be it, okay? So if she can see it, this is, oh, yes. So I can be like this, you know? All of us, when we were kids, what do you want to be? It's like a policeman or a firefighter or whatever. Why? Because we saw the, the model, you know? So, yeah, I think it's like uh, the community. It's, it's a community also responsibility uh, to, to show the, the models and mentors and do lots of workshops. And, you know, one of the events which I attend was uh, inviting more than 100 uh, girls from the high school. Just come and see the role models. We were about 50 uh, women in the field. And then they just chat with us. Nothing more, you know. So they ask us, okay, what makes you go for the tech? How can I improve myself? I'm too young. I don't have a passion. It's like sort of question which is normal things. And maybe because also I have uh, a daughter in the same age, so I can understand the mentality and I know how well I can, you know, communicate to her and then convince her. And then, yes, if they see it, they really can be it. So the message is there are communities of support out there. Yes, yes. And let's be honest, if that community doesn't exist where you are, Go start your own yeah. community. Yeah, that's, that's the <laughs> yes. way these things should be. Okay, so that's dealt, well, not dealt with the issue of, of women in tech. I think we agree this is an ongoing thing, yeah. but things can only improve from where we are. What about other issues of diversity in cybersecurity? Because it's not only just a gender diversity. I think there's a, there's a certain racial element to it as well. Exactly. I, I, I say this jokingly, but years ago somebody told me that the problem with cybersecurity was it was all fat white men mm-hmm. who eat pizzas <laughs> and wear hoodies. With hoodies, and yes. And that person was eating a pizza and wearing a hoodie <laughs> when he told me that was a problem. So have you ever come up against those issues and, and how do we tackle that? Yes, actually, yes, of course, I I have I faced these issues before, and um, I found out that the solution was from the business itself when uh, they are uh, a big fan or advocate for uh, like great place to work and diverse place. Uh, they already encourage uh, and create talent programs uh, which attract talents, uh, either you know uh, gender based, you know either men or women, and invest on them. Uh, they know them. They uh, sorry. They they believe on them. They uh, they see the certification or whatever you know potential things that they have already. So this is one of the parts. Uh, also educating the managers or heads or business leaders uh, to accept the diversity. There is some challenges. Yes, you can have you know the best of this person if you give him this chance, for example. So this is one of the struggles which uh, in my early you know um, days in the field. Uh, 
no one believe it's all struggles uh, they challenging me in 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 a very negative way uh, no you cannot do it uh, no we don't have this ability for you uh, working from home or flexible hours or whatever you know so and even investment and in training they don't believe on that so they and keep investing in men <laughs> because they believe that i will you know leave them for example if i if i get babies or something So the, uh, again, to the enthusiasm, and I believe in myself. So I invest on myself. So I go for professional certification, self-study because it's very, very uh, high cost, of course. And then I did my certification, and then they start approaching me. Okay, come now, you are qualified. Yes, you can do this role. Yes, you can do this job. So it's like you know, it's a responsibility of everyone, us as girls or women. Yes, if we want to do something like someone young. I want to be a doctor. I want to be an engineer. Okay, uh, so this is one of the things uh, from home. Uh, also, parents is like if they encourage and support their kids, so they can be. Uh, so this is like a society responsibility uh, and also uh, business responsibility as well to facilitate these channels uh, to women. So we've got to find a way to seek out organizations with positive open cultures yes and, yeah. and join them then presumably if there are more closed organizations they won't attract such good staff so they yeah. will have to change and yeah. eventually everything will change yes yes do you know paul uh, one of the uh, speeches that i did uh, as a conference uh, in dubai before uh, is about uh, uh, leadership styles difference between leadership styles between uh, men and women you know uh, as an eco a full ecosystem like we are men and women so you do something i do something you have some mentality about something or thinking about a point of view and i have point of view so for healthy business ecosystem you have to have leadership uh, women style and uh, men style men style uh, is like based on you know uh, is like advantage and disadvantage if you do this you will be, you will gain this if you will not do this you will be punished which which we actually need in in the business and also we need the women leadership style which is uh, care about you know uh, Uh, the teamwork, the team spirit, all of us as one team. This is one of the uh, main aspects of women leadership style. So in a healthy business environment, we need both styles with us. That's brilliant. You're awesome. You just said everything that I've had in my head but could never figure out how to say. So we can agree that we're not there yet, but we're better than we were 10 years of ago. Course, And I suppose yeah. that's... We, we can't solve this problem in a 30-minute podcast, can't we? Of course, yeah. So I can't help but notice by your accent that you're not from around here. Yeah. So <laughs> tell me tell me why you moved. What, what journey did you take to... must be a big leap to leave a country and go to another country. Yeah, actually, uh, I came from the Middle East and uh, I used to invest in myself in knowledge and, you know, certification, self-study. And then uh, I, I believe that I reach already, uh, you know, uh, a strong base uh, of knowledge and uh, career uh, achievement and experience. So I thought about going out of the box. Uh, so uh, I go for, you know, society contribution there in the Middle East, uh, participated 
in lots of conferences and participated in conclaves and shaping the cybersecurity programs uh, as a management style there uh, for the uh, financial industry. And then uh, step by step, I found myself, you know, uh, started to be connected through LinkedIn uh, uh, with people from Europe. And then uh, they start talking to me and uh, sending to me about discussions, discussions boards and things. And then uh, I've been selected for uh, several awards here in London. So I talked to myself, oh my God, I think this is a, a good step for me. Maybe it's, it's a gate to be open. And then, um, thanks God, I already have been endorsed by uh, Tech Nation here in London as exceptional talent in uh, cybersecurity. And they give me an open visa to come and welcome me to come and, you know, uh, build a new era of uh, cybersecurity achievements here. So I said to myself, yeah, well, why not? <laughs> so Was I came here. Was that a hard here. decision to make? Yeah, or? it is. With a family, with two kids, it's very, very hard. But I think it's promising because uh, also my husband is in the same field. So yeah, technology needs evolving and needs improvement. And yes, we, we already have a strong base of experience and we already have been endorsed by Tech Nation, a big organization like this. So yes, why not? Let's do it. Let's uh, let's have that chance. And then when we go here, when we come here, uh, wow, marvelous. Uh, I think I achieved lots of things in two years only uh, up till now. Uh, society contribution, uh, lots of organization uh, as a volunteer, uh, you know, invited me to participate with them. And I think this is a, a very potential green field here uh, to encourage women and uh, to be a leader in, uh, you know, encouraging uh, young girls and women to go and tech. And yeah, I believe uh, UK and Europe is, you know, is like a, a leader in this manner. So I'm glad to be here. <laughs> We're glad to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so there's young women sitting listening to this podcast. Your big message is believe in yourself. Yes, yes. What advice would you leave them with? Um, believe in yourself, invest in yourself, uh, know your career, uh, connect with the mentors and connect with women and see if you can see it, you will be it. Okay. So you, you can see lots of models in all the industries. Please keep an eye on the women in tech, see how they achieve. Uh, don't be shy to ask them, how can I do this? Or can you help me? Or can you support me? Of course, all of us like me need mentoring, even if we are old enough or something, we we need mentor and we can do mentoring for others younger than us. So, yes, do it. You can. Believe in yourself. That's brilliant. So thank you so much, Noah, for being on the show. And um, thank you, audience, for listening to us. And we will see you next time. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.